0: Bill Furman, and Jim Chet Chesko. It's Sunday, August 25th, 2019. You are looking and listening live to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable from the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host today, along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesko, as well as our guest co-host, Fred Hugo Chet how great is it to be back at the Irish Rover? Hey, always nice to be here at the Rover, whether we're doing a show or not. I love coming
1: over here. Uh, we had such a good time back in March when we did this show here. We thought, hey, we'll come back again if they'll have us. And they said, yeah, we'd love to have you back. So here we are. And what a great looking crowd we have here. Not a huge crowd, but a nice looking bunch of folks. They don't get much Thanks better everybody.
2: looking than that right there.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, Fred, welcome back to the party. What's up, guys? we am pumped up. The Rover, great food, great beer.
0: I get a Hey, Fred, I got to say, you've been getting more FaceTime on uh, podcast than uh, Michael Barkat. Yeah, yeah, trying to push the Fred and Butter, Edge of Philly, all that stuff. So we're,
3: we're working. Edge the Philly press
0: box, obviously. Yeah, that's it. Hey, we got a bunch to talk about as the Phillies are a team that you can't seem to figure out. You know, the arrow seems to be going any way but up right now, unless Aaron Nola's pitching. College football opened up yesterday, but most importantly, the E-A-G-L-E-S, are get ready to roll. Yeah. I'll tell you, these two guys right here
1: love their college football, but I'm more of a pro football guy, diehard Eagles fan. They are too. But Oh, in case you didn't realize, the bird season opener is two weeks from today. Is that right? Two, two weeks? weeks from today. Yes. And speaking of Eagles football, we'll formally introduce him later, but the guy over here to my far right is Brandon Lee Gowden. He is with Bleeding Green Nation. He's one of our favorite guests, and we're going to talk to him in about 10 minutes or so. We're going to let him eat his grub,
0: and we're going to talk Phillies first. That's right. Hey, Chet, before we get all that going, we have some activities that are going to take place today during the show. Give us a rundown. All right, basically, here's
1: the deal. Uh, We're going to give you guys out here sitting at the tables, drinking beer at the bar, uh, a chance to win some stuff. Many of you already filled out little slips, which will give you a shot to win one of these beautiful, fancy Philly Press Box radio T-shirts that – three of us here are wearing. You can see one hanging up in the back behind my head. We just got a new batch in with the green logo on and they're very nice. So hopefully a couple of you will walk away with one of those for free today. We'll uh, have that drawing in just a little bit. If you'd like to purchase one, they're $15 or $17 for dry fit. Now, in addition to that, uh, somebody's gonna win a pair of Phillies tickets, but here's the catch. It's for the game tomorrow night, okay? It's Monday night. And it's against the stinking Pittsburgh Pirates. Sorry, Sorry, Denny Malloy, Pirates fan. But anyway, you're going to do that. If you buy a Bud Light, they are two and a quarter on draft today. Every time you buy a Bud Light, you will have a chance to win those Phillies tickets. And I know some people have already entered. So if you want to drink a few more Bud Lights in the next half hour, drink up, drink fast. Because every time you buy a Bud Light, they're going to give you another ticket. And then we're going to pull that uh, ticket in about a half hour or so. So somebody will go see the Phillies beat the crap out of the Pirates tomorrow night.
0: Absolutely. Hey, and also, Chet, uh, one of our sponsors, the PPCC 118 Raz Room, they have given us a Brian Dawkins jersey hanging below uh, behind us, autographed, certified, and we are going to run a raz here today. So everybody can understand how this thing works. Basically, what happens is. There are 21 chances to win this jersey. Chris over here in the Angels Mike Trout jersey, he'll be roaming around. You can pick a number between one and 21 or as many numbers as you want. They're $10 a number, okay? And then about 245 or so, we're gonna have Chris come up and make the random selection of a number between one and 21, it's off of an app. And whoever has that number goes home with that Brian Dawkins jersey. Uh, we did that before while we were here, and we had a great winner that was really excited about winning that jersey. And uh, so they were kind enough. The Raz room was kind enough to get us another one, and we're going to put it up there and show you how the Raz works. And somebody's going home with that jersey. today. Yeah, basically you have a one in
1: 21 shot of winning the Brian Dawkins jersey if you buy just one $10 chance. If you you know wealthy today and you want to throw 30 bucks in, you have three chances, which gives you a one in seven chance. So you know, the more chances you buy the better chance you have of winning so hopefully we'll find 21 people who would love to have this autographed brian dawkins jersey because somebody's going to go home
0: with it today that's right and, and what they do they run the sports memorabilia all the time We're on their facebook page ppcc 118 Razroom, room follow them or like them uh there's always stuff up there's a dawkins mini helmet up there now some saquon barkley Penn State items are up there, and it's it's just an ongoing rat. They call it a rat. We'll be doing that today. Somebody's going home with the Dawkins. Yep. All right, it. so let's get talk about some Phillies before we get to the E-A-G-L-E-S with Brandon. Uh, Nola's not winning. There's not much chance of the Phillies winning. What do you think? Uh, well,
1: Nola's on the mound today. The Phillies are one frustrating team to watch, are they not? They win four straight a week and a half or so ago, but then they lose two in a row to San Diego last weekend at home. Then they go up to Fenway Park, play flawless baseball for two straight nights, beat the defending champion, Bo Sox, at Fenway looking real good, right? You're coming home, and what happens after that? Well, no, you're not coming home, you're going to Miami. You go down to Miami for the weekend, and you blow a 7 nothing lead on Friday night, losing 19 to 11, I guess it was, to the worst freaking team in baseball, the <laughs> Miami Marlins. I know their pitching staff is not great. It hasn't been great all season. I know they came back and they won Saturday night's game. That was nice to see, but I got to tell you, this Phillies team is extremely frustrating to watch. Do they drive you guys crazy as much as they do me?
3: Oh, my gosh, they lose to these terrible teams. Just exactly what you said. It's very frustrating, but what's frustrating most, I think, is the way they handle it when they lose. And it seems as if Sky, we're, we're proud of our guys, Gates. You can't lose <laughs> to the White Sox in uh, whatever it was, the 12th or 13th inning, and, and use Velasquez in left field and have – Quit pitching and
0: playing a bad team and be proud of your guys. I think everyone's sick of it and they need to be held accountable. Although V-squared did look pretty damn good out in left field, I gotta say. (laughs) Well, I tell you what, let's talk about him because you know how I feel, Chet, about the last place. You can't can't blame Kapler for not having a reliever ready when he's got a starting professional pitcher with a seven-run lead in the third inning. You think, okay, even if he gives up a couple runs, he's not going to give up seven. Uh, and I saw a lot of people chirping about, well, you know, they should have made, pulled him sooner and this and that. you got to expect your starter to get through three innings. This
1: is not the first time we've seen this kind of thing from Vinny Velasquez. He will tease you. He'll look great for two or three starts. And then he comes back with what he did on Friday night where he couldn't get through the third inning against a horrible baseball team. That's typical Vinny. That's the way he's been the last three or four years as a Philly. And I said it a couple of times earlier this season. If I don't see him again on the
0: mound, I'm okay with that. Well, hey, Fred, let me throw Gabe Kapler at you. You ready to cut cut cord with him and uh, move on to something else? I'm not ready to cut cord with
3: him. I, I like that they brought in Charlie Manuel not only as you know a hitting coach he knows that, but just having a veteran guy that's been there before. I feel like hey, they just man. let it ride with a bunch of new guys. And who, who does Gabe have to, to to bounce things off of? Really, no one. Because they're trying to take this, this strictly analytical approach that, you know, it, I, I agree with analytics. You look at the numbers, and, and you, can, you can make determinations and, and stuff like that. But at some point, like, it's baseball. It's C-ball, hit the ball. And, like, he doesn't teach balls. But I, I think I'm not ready to cut bait on Kepler, But I, I agree with you. How, what's he going to do? The pitcher's going to can't get through three? You know, I'm more a, a, against Clintac guy than I am Kapler. Fred, did you look at my notes because you just stole my thunder. I
1: was just <laughs> going to say the same darn thing. My head. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Kapler guy. You know, I know he's made some mistakes, but I think the real blame here lies with Matt Klintak. We knew all last winter that the Phillies did not have enough pitching. Yeah, it was great that he went out and got Bryce Harper. That was terrific. We were all very excited about that. It was great that uh, they traded for Real Muto and Segura. Very good additions despite the occasional uh, lack of hustle on Segura's part. But we all knew that they needed pitching, and he did nothing to address that. Did not get a starting pitcher, did not upgrade the bullpen. Of course, I know they've had 13 guys on the injured list from the bullpen, but that's just the way it is. But you got to have more starting pitching. It always comes to pitching in baseball, and the Phillies do not have enough.
0: Well, let me ask you, though, are either one of you, and Brandon jump in here, anybody given a pass to Kappler or Klintak for the injuries? There's been a load of them, and certainly you can't control injuries. How, anybody getting a pass? I'm not giving him a
3: pass, you know what I mean? Because he makes some managerial moves that you're just like, are you, are you serious? Like, Reese is struggling, and you continue to put him, okay, try him to lead off one or two times, but then continue to have him in that spot. You know, so I, he doesn't necessarily get a pass. He doesn't get fired for this year, I don't think, pending the rest of the season. But, you know, I wouldn't give him a pass, but it's definitely a it's not as easy with injuries, certainly. But it's, a pitch, it's back to the pitching staff. Regardless of the injuries, these pitchers are not. Arietta even healthy isn't the Arietta he was before. So I mean, it, he's, he doesn't have the players as far as pitchers
1: are. And by the way, we have a lot of new people coming into the bar area. If any of you are a Phillies fan and want to win a shot at Phillies tickets, you got to buy a Bud Light beer. They'll give you a little uh, uh, ticket, and you have a, ch- a chance of winning tickets for tomorrow night's Phillies Pirates game. Also, you can have a chance at winning some free swag, which is our uh, lovely Philly Press Box Radio t-shirts. Just fill out one of these little slips right up here next to the Miller High Life can, and you will have a shot at winning a Philly Press Box Radio t-shirt in just a little bit.
0: All right. Well, the Phillies, will. we'll see how this plays out in September. Uh, I'm not so sure. They're playoff bound. What do you think, Chet? Uh, At this point, no. I know they're only a game
1: and a half out of the second wild card spot, but I just don't think they have enough pitching. But I want to leave the Phillies segment on a positive note. I know some baseball fans have been disappointed by Bryce Harper this season, but there are plenty of other guys having far worse seasons than Bryce. I think he's been very, very good lately especially. And on that note, let's go back about 10 days or so and uh, give Tom McCarthy a little bit of credit here too great call on Brian or Bryce Harper's walk-off home run over the Cubs that night.
3: Uh, two
1: Great call by T-Mac. Like I this. love that call. And congrats to Bryce and his wife, who I believe sometime today are expected to welcome a baby boy into the Harper family. So congrats to Bryce and his lovely wife, Kayla. Right now, should we
0: give something away yet? No, let's make them wait we Well, w- one final note. I hope I hope Bryce uh, having a baby rubs off on Reese Hoskins, and maybe he can start hitting. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no. that would be nice.
3: <laughs> you were all over
0: that, Bill. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, by the way,
1: Chris is walking around right now, uh, explaining the raz again to people, if someone who is here at the Irish Rover with us would like a shot at winning the of uh, uh, Bryce, the Brian Dawkins, I get my Bryce and Brian mixed up again, the Brian Dawkins jersey. Uh, it's ten dollars per line. There are 21 lines. The more lines you buy, the better shot you have. Last time we were here, I thought it was Chuckle one, but it was actually Corey. I'm told. Corey. Corey is the guy who won the uh, Dawkins jersey last time. We got another one. It's signed by Brian Dawkins, authenticated.
0: Someone's gonna go home with that in about a half hour or so. Right.
3: Am I gonna get into a room? <sighs> sure. No. <laughs> no. <I'm>
2: okay.
0: <not. laughs> Chris is walking. Right. Chris is wearing the uh, Mike Trout jersey, so he he's with us. He's real. Yeah. He's not not just collected $10 bills. (laughs) All right, hey, Jeff, whenever we want to talk serious Eagles, we call in our expert from leading Green Nation, Brandon Lee Galton. And, Brandon, welcome back. Thanks for having me, guys. And, you know, I just want to say this is Brandon's 12th visit to our
1: little show. We do keep track. Ten times he was on the phone and uh, twice now here at the Irish Rover. He was here last March. He did such a fine job that we decided to have him back again to uh, help us get set for the Eagles season. And he, he likes the Sixers, too, so maybe we'll squeeze in some Sixers
2: stock as well. Yeah, sounds nice.
0: good. So, Brandon, we have one more miserable week of preseason football left before two weeks from today we tee it up against the Redskins. Do you see any cuts unexpected, any guys that are going to sneak in under the line that we weren't expecting or is things pretty well set? I think most of the roster
2: is set by now. I think uh, one of the more surprising things uh, might be, you know, a guy who started for the team when they won the Super Bowl in 2018, February 2018. Uh, Stefan Wisniewski. I'm not so sure he makes the team. He's really been struggling this summer. They've promoted Nate Herbig, uh, an undrafted rookie, to center over him. So all of a sudden, I don't know how the Eagles' offensive line, the interior depth is really looking. I mean, I think Big B has looked good starting in there, place of Brandon Brooks, who may or may not be ready for week one. We're still not sure about that. But beyond that, I, I don't know what you have in the interior there.
1: Hey, Brandon, a lot has been made about the Eagles not playing Carson Wentz at all in the preseason. I heard the other day that 20 teams around the league have actually played their starting quarterback at least a little bit here in the preseason, but the Eagles have not. What do you think about that decision? And is there a concern that it may take Wentz a couple of regular season games to, I guess, shake off the rust?
2: Yeah, so I'm not concerned about that. To me, you know, I think you talked about rust, and a lot, I, I think back to the Rams last year when the Rams rested their starters for the entire preseason. Eric Dawson included, they start the season off 8-0, they're averaging 33 points per game to start the season. Rust was clearly not an issue for them at all. So to me, what's the best thing that can happen when Carson Wentz playing in the preseason? The best thing I guess you can say is, all right, maybe he take some of that rust off, but the worst thing to me is your season's over before it even begins, and I don't want that to happen. So I'm completely fine with Carson Wentz not taking snaps in the preseason, I see him getting plenty of good work in, in practice. The Eagles brought the Ravens to practice uh, at the Fair Complex to kind of simulate a preseason game as close as they could, and I think that's going to be fun in that That's awesome. Um, I sure.
3: you um, But moving over to running back, I'm just curious here. I thought it, it typically Doug Peterson runs uh, by-committee type of running back committee. You know what I mean? But Miles Sanders has shown that he can actually pick up the place this early. And this is for some fantasy football people out there as well. If you're in fantasy, can you see, given he's a second round pick,
2: that he would move into more of a focus back by the end of the year role, and that he can now do that as a rookie? I think the better he plays throughout the season, yeah, he can play himself into more playing time. Why not? Now, with that said, under Doug Peterson, it feels like it's always going to be a rotation, right? It's not going to be like. Miles Sanders is suddenly a 20, 25 carry per game guy. I don't think we're ever going to see that. But, I mean, why shouldn't he be the guy getting the most touches, especially as the season goes on? He's the most dynamic talent in terms of running back on this team. He's showing that he can handle some of these pick pickup duties, like you said there. Uh, I think the arrow is pointing up for him. It might be at the deal where early in the season, Jordan Howard's kind of like getting some carries, and he's not looking great. So you're kind of like, okay, we have to tweak this thing. We have put Miles Sanders in there more. He is too good to not be getting a lot of the
0: carries. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, I want to jump back to the offensive line because I want to ask you specifically about Jordan Ballata. Yeah. You know, he he's a freak. He, he's what, 6'8", 360, runs like a, a true athlete, like a running back kind of guy who's never played football until the last year. They've got a lot invested in him. Um, I just saw a special on him, and I, and I was really impressed. Uh, where do you see him falling out? Is he going to make this team? I, I think he is. I think he's going to make this team. They're giving him, like, all of the preseason
2: snaps. Like every single snap, he's almost played this entire preseason. They're really trying to get him in there and see if he can, you know, do this for a career, be an actual tackle. And I think, you know, this year, it's clear that, you know, he drafted Andre Dealer. He's their future starter left tackle. But next year, Jason Peters is going to be probably retired, and Big B is going to be a free agent, so he's probably not coming back. So all of a sudden, next year, Jordan Mailata might be your top uh, tackle off the bench behind Oak Dillard and Lane Johnson. So I still think Jordan Mailata is a very important future here.
1: Bill always goes to the offensive line. I'm (laughs) going back to quarterback. Uh, Carson Wentz has, I guess, four backups at this point, although Nate Subfeld is still injured. I know that. He's got a broken wrist. 40-year-old Josh McCown came in after being signed, I guess, last Friday or Saturday. And after just three days of practice, he looked really, really good in Thursday night's preseason game. So will McCown definitely be Wentz's number one backup, or will it be Sudfeld when Nate is back healthy? Or might Sudfeld
2: get traded now? Oh, the, the Colts thing is interesting, right? Yeah. yeah. On, uh, you know, because the Colts tried to sign uh, Nate Southfield back during the 2017 season. And Frank Reich is there. Uh, Frank Reich is there. Chris Ballard, the GM, is trying to sign Southfield is there. So I don't think it's impossible. I think they like Jacoby Brissett, so I don't think, you know, they're panicking trying to trade for a starter right away. Um, but I wouldn't dismiss that entirely, but to answer your question about Carson Wentz's backup, uh, I think it's clearly Josh McHale. if mean, you don't bring him in, yeah. out of retirement, and you give him a $2 million guarantee, and you give him up to $5.4 in incentives, and the, with the way he looked on only, what, a couple of days of practice? Yeah, it's crazy. amazing. He comes in here, he already looks like he knows the offense. Um, I think he is clearly the number two, and the Sudfeld missing time and everything, I think he's going back to number three. I,
3: um, in- me the the trade camp, I thought Big Big was the guy out. I, I didn't think he was going to adjust the guard. And the first preseason game, I, I was on point. But it looks like the last two, he's really stepped up and, and played well. So being that he kind of has value at this point, what do you put into, I know it's all rumors and stuff, the, the Jadavian J- 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 clowny trade talk. Do you think he could be a chip now that they need to tackle, and then and, and they can make a move there, possibly?
2: It would be nice. <laughs> I think it would be nice. I don't think the okay. thing ultimately happens. Uh, I think it's a situation where the Eagles really like Brandon Graham. Obviously, they resigned him to a three-year, 40 million deal this offseason. So they believe in him. They also really believe in Derek Barnett, who they drafted with the first-round pick two years ago, uh, back in 2017. So I think this is a situation where they like what they have, I and mean, having Clowney would be awesome. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of complicated stuff there with Clowney not being able to be re this year because uh, he's on the tag. Once uh, So I don't think it happens. I think Big V right now, too, is, is important to the universe because if Brooks isn't ready week one, I mean, that's your starter at right guard. Also, with Dillard only learning left tackle, he hasn't really practiced at right tackle. So he's also your top backup to Lane Johnson, who's had an issue in the preseason and he's not playing right now. So I think you need Big B around.
0: Well, I got to tell you, as Chet says, I always go back to the offensive line, and that's really where Not you know again. where the guy, you know, where the game's won. But i am going to tell you, something that really has me excited: Zach Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Howard slash Miles Sanders, all on the field at the same time. That kind of gets me a little bit fired up. Yeah. What, what do you think? About that? Um, look,
2: to me, is this Carson Wentz's best group of weapons he's ever had to work with? I think, I think it is, right? Well, was was yeah. 2017 better? I don't think so. Having Deshaun back alone is going to mean so much for this team. That big play for that the guy, even if it's not Deshaun making the big play, he's opening up things for Zach Hurts or Austin Jeffrey or Nelson Aguilar or Dallas Goddard or Miles Sanders or Jordan Howard and the list goes on. And I, I feel like it might be forgetting someone. Corey Clement. Uh, Darren Strolls, I mean that's crazy, there are just so many different possibilities for this offense, they can go you know, two tight end sets, they can use three wide receivers, there's so many different, and then that's not even mentioning JJ Arcega-Whiteside, who had a great game, in the preseason game the other night, yes, he be a weapon in the red zone, so, this team has so many weapons, their offensive line is looking good, Carson Wentz has been healthy this offseason, I think he's looked good, uh, he's had more ups and downs in practice when I've watched from a training camp. To me, you know, why isn't this offense going to be one of the best in the NFL?
1: Well, you and Fred both mentioned the running backs and we know Howard's going to be there. We know Miles Sanders is going to be there. We know Corey Clements going to be there. Darren Strolls is back. Hopefully he'll be healthy all year. I saw your piece, Brandon, on Friday, and it sounds like you don't feel that Wendell Smallwood should survive and make the team again this year. But I think he's got nine lives because every year he's kind of on the bubble and he keeps coming back and coming back. Is Smallwood finally going to be gone or not? I always
2: assume he's just going to be on the team almost. Like like you just said, it's like it's just a ball basically at this point. Death Texas, Wendell Smallwood. Um, That's great. Good line. I like that. I I just think it's crazy, you know, how he's stuck around. So, I, it doesn't make sense. He shouldn't be on the team, but will he? I mean, jeez. I just, I believe it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> he better not. I was going to ask the court but I don't want
3: to waste question there. I want to move over to uh, the quarterback. We heard early a lot about Sidney Jones looking great. I haven't heard much after that, and I'm not, personally, I don't know how you feel about Jalen Mills. But he's really that good anyway. What
2: do you think that how that is going to shake out, starting-wise, and who will end up being the starter day one? Yeah, it's a really good question. That's still unsettled. Um, so you have Ronald Darby. He's definitely starting if he's healthy, which I think he is. He's been working his way up. He's ramping up to getting in on 11 on 11 like he was this past week in practice. So I think Ronald Darby will be ready for week one. He just gave him $6.5 million. So I think that tells you he's starting when he's healthy. Uh, opposite of him, we don't know yeah, yet. It could be Sidney Jones, could be Rizul Douglas. Both of those guys have had good summers. No one has really separated themselves. I think maybe I give the edge to Sidney Jones right now. So he was drafted higher, obviously, and you think in theory he has the more upside. Uh, and I feel like Devontae Maddox has had a really good offseason, and he was great last year when he played in the regular season. He's your nickel corner, so I think it's entirely possible that um, the guys they have to start the season could be Darby and Sidney on the outside, Rizul Douglas. Who knows, they could rotate him in the Sydney, if Sydney's not playing well. Then you have Maddox, and then with Jones, or sorry, Jalen uh, Mills, he's probably gonna be on the pup list. So he's probably not even gonna play until week seven at the earliest. And who knows what the quarter situation looks like, by to have injuries or if guys are struggling. He could be
0: back in the starting lineup, because so we know Jim Schwartz likes him. But if the guys are playing well, he's gonna lose his starting job. Well, speaking of Jim Schwartz, how does he work this magic without ever having any linebackers to speak of? He- they do a pretty decent job defensively, but he, he doesn't have, Bradham is is pretty solid player, but they, it always seems like he's just putting his finger in the dike here to, at the linebacker position, and he's adjusted by going with more DBs and less linebackers and doing some other things. How long can he live with that?
2: Well, it's a good question, especially because Bradham hurt, and recently Bradham is saying that he doesn't even know if he's ready to come back to 11-on-11 11 11 soon. That's a concern. It's one of your 2 starting linebackers. And then Kamu Guru Hill is obviously out until maybe late September because of that knee injury. So we don't even know if both of the Eagles' starting linebackers are going to be ready for week one. So you're looking at like LJ Ford, Big Gary, Zach Brown, former Washington linebacker going up against his old team. You have to like kind of patch this thing together with some pieces that ideally shouldn't be starting for you and are just going to have to kind of hope that Bradham gets healthy. You kind of have to hope that Kamu, who was looking great before he got hurt so it's kind of unfortunate you did get thing up you kind of back to that level uh, but yeah you're, you're kind of just biding your time until you
1: can figure it out yeah i'm a little concerned about the linebacker situation to start the season by the way this update for everybody here who's at the irish rover we have seven lines left regarding the brian dawkins jersey so seven lines are still available out of the 21. 14 are taken seven are still available so if anybody wants a shot at the brian Dawkins jersey get out your ten dollar bill and see chris over here and have a shot at winning the Dawkins jersey. Don't delay. Now, getting back to the Eagles, uh, Brandon, Jake Elliott, we don't talk much about the kicking game, but Jake Elliott has not had a great preseason. Should we be concerned about
2: the place kicker? I think this is what we tend to expect of Jake Elliott, right? He he makes the 50-plus look easy. Uh, He's had two 50-plus pieces, I believe, like 53 and 51. Inside fifty, he just for whatever reason he can't hit. He's missed two from about forty yards or so out. So, uh if your question is, do we have a concern when he's kicking from fifty? No, we don't. But <laughs> third, when it's less than that, yeah, it kind of makes me nervous. So, so, whenever
1: they have an extra point situation, they should just like do a holding. Yeah, get called for holding, so they move him back to 150
2: yards. Let's you go know? for two, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah there, there you is. go. My buddy Matlock hates L.A. Hate so much for that,
2: but <laughs> this is, shout out to you,
3: man. But, uh, but I agree with not playing Carson Wentz in the preseason. I don't, I, I believe it was Brandon Green last year. He, he didn't play much in the preseason, and it was a very slow start. So that brings me to the defensive side, being with Fletcher Cox and all the other guys that are not playing in the preseason. And not really Fletcher Cox is, isn't even practicing yet. Is that going to
2: be a problem that we're not really going to see this defense be make complete until week, you know, six, seven, know, I think that's a fair concern. I think when you're talking about like, you know, that situation, Brent Graham. So not only did he not play in the preseason, he wasn't even practicing for a while last year. So he kind of really hit the ground running as the season got started. And as of right now, today, I think Butcher Cox wasn't practicing. So I mean, again, we're two weeks out. Like he has to get back on the field here now. I think Fletcher will play week one. I don't think he's in serious jeopardy missing time like that, but is he going to be 100%? I don't think so. And I think it's more my like question. Yeah. You know, are they are they going to, is it going to take time for them to be at the level we're accustomed to seeing? I think it will. Now, you know, the way the defensive tackle situation is shipping up, um, you have, you know, Jimmy Durrigan looking good, you have Malik Jackson looking good. So I feel yes. good about those guys, but I mean, you still need Fletcher house ultimately, especially when this team's going to try to make a run. So, yeah you hope that you know he can kind of play his way through it and get into shape through the season. But could it be like a rough start for the defense early in the season? Yeah, and I think that puts the burden on the offense even more to really reduce. Like, if this offense is suddenly struggling and they're not moving up to the hype, that's going to be a problem.
0: Brandon, I want to ask you just a general preseason football NFL question. It's bad all over the league. There's no one going to games. I don't know anybody's really watching games. Nobody's playing. Um, the teams, now that they only have one cutdown day they keep all these guys who aren't going to make the team so all the guys we're talking about aren't playing. The NFL, to me, has to do something about this. It's a, it's a bad it's a bad thing for the league that this is going the way it is right now. Yeah, the I mean,
2: teams aren't really – they're, like, getting around it, right? They're not interested in preseason games. They're trying to do all these great practices. Um, maybe they can do a better job of making those available. You know, like joint like practices open to the public or something, um, instead of you know charging all this money for preseason games. I mean, it was 40 bucks the other night to the park for a preseason game. Like that's yeah. it's just crazy. What do you What are you there for? And a hundred dollar ticket. Yeah, a hundred dollar. It's insane. So. Yeah, I think there's a problem there. Um, there's all this talk, you know, 18-game schedule or whatever, it sort of the preseason. I mean, four games feels like way too long. And I, I would know this, you know, especially as someone who has to write about these games, and I have to watch them. Uh, it just feels like, even by the end of the first one, it's like there's three more of these things, so they have to fix that. Hey, right
1: after this next question for Brandon, I'm gonna give something away, because I'm uh, feeling people want to uh, win something right now. So right after I ask Brandon this, We mentioned this a moment ago, a couple of minutes ago. The big news last night out of Indianapolis. Andrew Luck, not yet 30 years old, told the Colts that he is retiring. The Colts were a playoff team a year ago. Does his retirement make them a non-contender right away in the AFC? I know they have uh, Jacoby as the backup. Uh, What does this mean for the Colts?
2: Yeah, I was thinking about that. I think they top out around like eight wins. I just I don't know if I believe in Reset enough to say like they're, they're gonna be fine without him in such short notice too. Um you know, look, you know, the Texans are still in that division. You see Nick Cole now, the Jaguars in that division. Yeah, I, I don't I don't feel great. I mean I mean to lose luck, that's huge. He was a big part of their resurgence last year. And I just don't think they're the same without I think Frank Frank's a really good coach. Um I think Chris a good GM, so they still have talent on that roster and they'll do their best to patch things together here. Everybody competitive, they're not going to be like a four-week team all of a sudden. But I don't, you know, I don't think they're the legitimate Super Bowl contender. They would have been with Luck.
1: And I want to ask Fred a follow-up related to that. I saw a bunch of people on uh, Facebook and Twitter yesterday saying, oh great, I just drafted him today in my fantasy league. What does this do to a, a fantasy football league for somebody who drafted Andrew Luck yesterday? I mean, if you put an emphasis on the
3: quarterback in fantasy football, you're probably not going to win win your league. So, I mean, um, I believe your son took him as a backup. I understand that. That's fine, but you know, you could you would have got in the late rounds, drop him, pick up uh, Garoppolo. It, it's an easy fix. So the difference point per game between quarterbacks is not that significant for the most part.
1: All right, so listen, uh, we just got these brand new Philly Pressbox radio t shirts. Fred's wearing an older model, the red one, which we still have a few left, uh, uh, but Bill and I are wearing the one with the green logo. We're going to give one away right now. So, everybody who has already put in uh, a little entry into that bucket right over here, we're going to pull one right now. So, Chris, would you do the honors? Mix them up, pull out a name, and tell us who's going to walk away with a Philly Pressbox radio t shirt. Ah, oh, the drama, the suspense. Does that say Tommy? It does say Tommy. But there's a catch. Tommy, get up here, and you're going to have to answer a simple trivia question to win. Oh, boy. Come on, Tommy. Tommy, you get up here. It just says Tommy.
3: you am sign it for Tommy.
1: are going to answer it. a question.
0: For to do it. <laughs> All right, you ready? Don't
3: ask me a hard question. This
0: is not a hard question. We'll make it easy. I guarantee you'll win. All right? <laughs> Eagles question. Zach Ertz led the 2018 Eagles in receptions with 116. Who finished second? Golden Tate, Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, or Wendell Smallwood? Alshon Jeffrey, good choice. There you go. Alshon Jeffrey was 65. You're the winner. Chris, help him pick out a shirt over there. Nelson Aguilar, by the way, was next with 64, just one behind Jeffrey. Uh Uh-huh. There you go. I would not have known
1: that to be honest. That's kind of tough. Uh,
3: come on. i was come expecting on. more of a
1: softball question. it yeah.
0: get, getting get softer today. I knew it wasn't small. Except though? for the baseball. <laughs> the,
3: the, the, the process of elimination got that agent. Except for the That's baseball true.
0: one, which is even easier. Uh, okay.
3: Uh, carry cool. on, Bill. Que- question for you guys. I got some comments from on Facebook that they want to get into
0: Razz. Is it only people out of here that can
3: get in right? Um, yes. Okay. So Al, Al's Fury out there, you can't get in, you're not here. All right. Sorry guys.
1: How are we doing on the Razz by the way? Three lines left. Oh, we got three, line three lines to the Brian left. Dawkins jersey. Three lines, $10 a line to win a Brian Dawkins jersey. One out of 21
0: tents if you only bought one. You know, Chip, did you know that 56% of Americans have no idea how much money they're going to need to retire? And if that sounds like you and me, you need to talk to Dave LaVoy at Allstate in Westchester, PA. I need my glasses. I don't have this memorized, even and I read this every week. Yeah, Dave LaVoy,
1: the same person you count on to help protect you, can also help you set a reasonable retirement goal, then show you the right financial solutions to help get you there. A good plan and a good life starts with someone you trust. So we got that guy for you. It's Allstate agent Dave LaVoy in Westchester, PA, 610-430-0700. Call Dave, start planning for your retirement today. That's right, Dave LaVoy at Allstate, 610-430-0700. Hit me up, Fred. Hit me up with some music. (laughs) I need a music break.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Take it away, Bill. Hey, uh, Brandon, before we let you go, we need some predictions. Where where is this Eagles team going to finish? Are we going to uh, we going to the playoffs? Are we all in? Where are we at? I, I don't
2: think it's I can disagree with that. Yeah, I mean okay, to Watch a step. Yeah. I, it. I think it's clear that this team is in a really good position. The shirt says a Big run. Right <laughs> I think they win a living game. I think they
1: go to the Super Bowl, of course, I
2: think
1: they win. Wow. Do you? Yeah. Wow. Well, Brandon, let me ask you this. I, I'm also leaning towards 11 wins, but I just checked again the other day. Vegas says the over-under is still 9.5. Does Vegas know something that we don't? I mean, they always do, right? That's how yeah. Funny. yeah.
2: I don't care. I'm taking the over. I feel good about this. There's so much talent in this team. I see double-digit wins. Very easy. Feel good.
1: So, all right, and uh, since, oh, yeah, but, I don't yeah. want you leave without telling about uh, the Sixers. Okay. Where do you stand on the Sixers, all the moves they made in the offseason? You know, Jimmy Butler is gone, Tobias Harris gets the big contract, supposedly Ben Simmons working on that jumper. He's going to hit a few jumpers every game now. Yeah, what do you think about the
2: Sixers? Uh, it all comes down to Joe and Ben. Uh, you know, what they did in the offseason kind of, if those two guys don't take the step forward, you know, Joe, with him, it's about being in better shape. As we saw in the playoffs, he has to be – he can't be as – you know, he he made an impact against the Raptors, but he was not as good as he should have been. And as good as the Sixers needed him to be in that series, he needs to be better. Ben Simmons needs to be a lot better in the playoffs especially. Uh, We'll see how it goes with that jump shot. The videos are better than no videos. But I still – I need to see it in the game before I fully believe that. If those two guys can make the next step, and
0: that's what separated them from the title. All right. Hey, Brandon, before you go, let everyone know where they can find Brandon Lee Galton and Bleeding Green Nation so they could follow you because you are all over the Eagles. Well, when I'm not here with these guys, uh, <laughs> you, you can read my work at bleedinggreennation.com, and you can check out Bleeding podcast, Radio, and you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon Galton. Very good. Fred, final call for Brandon? Ah, uh, your your stuff's awesome,
3: man. I, I love reading it. Um, I mean, <laughs> I like your prediction. So, I I'll tweet you a little. I got right. nice right. Brandon all, all right, we'll right. we'll let you go on that. It's not gonna be on that
0: one. Today. Oh, <laughs> well, Brandon, thanks for joining us again, and uh, we'll talk to you during the season. I'm sure. Thanks for having me, guys. All
1: right. Thank you, BLG.
0: All right. Hey, Chet, hitting season. College football opened yesterday with the Florida Gators holding on to beat the Miami Hurricanes in Orlando. Now, we know that somehow Fred became a Georgia Bulldogs fan, so I'm sure he's fired up for the season. Fred, how, how did this happen, and what are you thinking about the dogs in the Southeast Conference? How did, how did the Bulldog thing happen? Yeah. Well, oh, we got Penn State sitting right there,
3: too. Yes. Well, I quickly found out, and people are not going to like this, that Penn State is not Philadelphia team, so I decided that I don't have to root for Penn State. And uh, I went out there, I did a few Eagles fans, and some Steelers fans kind of put me in my place. So that's when I kind of moved away in general from the Penn State love. But I did love that Kerry Collins and John Carter about me on power squad. So I wasn't diehard at that point.
0: And don't forget Keith Connor.
3: Oh, yeah. The yeah. goon. So, and then John Kevin Gladdy, I wasn't born yet, but he's a Bonner grad. I went to Bonner, on the high school. But, um, so I. Tanya Bulldogs, obviously, so I picked the team. Me and uh, my brothers and my dad stuck with Penn State. We all picked the squad, so we'd argue with each other every Saturday, and I picked the Georgia Bulldogs because of Congo Bulldogs. So. Okay, that's easy. And then as far as the Georgia goes, they're they're going to win the national title this year. It's, it's happening. Oh. It's happening, baby. Uh, I think he's smart. He, that was some, uh, a choke job. That uh, was a major choke job last year. They should have won last year. I think they get it together this year. You got Swift as the feature back and um, he's a Philly guy. Yep, St. at Prep. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for, for the season with Jordan. All right, I'm sticking with Penn
1: State, but not to win the national title. Well,
0: I was going to ask you, Chet, you're a Penn State guy, Penn State alum, and uh, we we talked with Steve Jones last week. Um, what What's your prediction? What are you thinking of the Nittany Lions this year? Yeah, I'm thinking
1: nine and three in the regular season. I, you know, they're just not good enough yet to beat Ohio State or Michigan, I don't think. And especially, if they're kind of young. They lost a lot of players from last season. And let's be honest, I don't have a huge amount of faith in James Franklin anymore either in making the right decisions a lot of the time. So, I'm looking at a nine-win season for Penn State.
0: Well, nine wins is not a and a good bowl game. Is not a bad thing. I I, I want to ask you guys. I don't know how much of last night's game you got to see. They called last night week zero. Uh, where just two two games open, you know, Florida, Miami, in Orlando was the season opener. Um, it was a slop fest, full of turnovers, full of penalties, full of bad, bad football. Uh, the downside is these college kids have only been practicing about three weeks. you got freshman quarterbacks playing. you got red shirt freshmen all over the field. And it was a slop fest. Does week zero need to go away? I,
3: I didn't get to see the game, but, yeah, I, I mean, or is it more the teams are playing in week zero? Should they use the cupcakes for week zero? We're trying to draw, you know, the TV ratings. Obviously, they get a Florida Miami game where that, that they could that have ruined their national championships folks. or the number because of whether they rank eight. And they're they're, they're got one loss just because they're not prepared. So I, I would say, yeah, let's get rid of the week zero. It's fine to start the next week with the rest of games. You
1: know. Yeah, but
0: the big news yesterday: Villanova beat Colgate by twenty. Okay, I'm just they saying. they did and- and as far, and uh, Youngstown State was pretty good, too. They rolled <laughs> up a whole bunch of points. They, but the only, we're of games. The, the only big Division one games were that Florida, Miami, and uh, there was a late game Arizona and Hawaii, uh, which that's not bad if you get to go to Hawaii. But uh, Yeah, but, uh, yeah, not a real fan of watching sloppy football week one. And uh, I'm not sure it's fair to the kids. And as you say, from the Miami standpoint, they ended up losing that game. They're behind the eight ball already, and it's mid-August. Yeah, they lost their to top
3: 10 team. Florida continues where they can go, and they really didn't get enough time to get ready, as you're accustomed to every year. Why is it, why is it with everything, I mean, college? They're always switching and Like, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? There you go. And hey, right. I
1: think we have two lines left in the Razz for the Brian Dawkins jersey, if I'm not mistaken. Two lines. If you want a shot at the Brian Dawkins jersey, See this guy right here in the Mike Trout jersey. That is Chris. He will sell you another one of the opportunities to win the Brian Dawkins jersey. We want to do this before we leave today. We have 19 lines taken. We have two left, $10 a line to get the Brian Dawkins jersey. One person will go home with it today. But in the meantime, let's give something else away. Another one of these lovely Philly Press Box radio t-shirts. So um, Chris, I need you again to call or pull another name out of that bucket over there and see who's going to win a Philly Pest Box Radio.
0: Sure. And you're going to have to answer a Phillies trivia question that's a, just about as easy as, heck, Yet you might know it. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> I love, I love you. your
3: toupee, It's <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Right, can you read it? I don't have one to put my glasses on, so. At least this guy put his name. But but I, 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 hopefully I don't butcher it. It's a cherry, the shiny, the chenny.
0: Jerry somebody Jerry come on Jerry Jerry come on down Jerry's gonna win a shirt I feel like
1: it uh Jerry's a fan favorite here at the Iowa show but he must be a regular come on over here hey uh speaking of baseball
0: I gotta ask Jerry a question yeah go ahead come on Jerry you gotta (laughs) answer a (laughs) trivia you ready this is easy Charlie Manuel managed the Phillies for nine seasons in what is called the greatest era in Phillies history how many times in those nine seasons did the Phils win 100 games? One, two, four, or six? Number one is right. Good guess. <laughs> <laughs> great, ding, ding, great, ding, job. guess. great job. Great job. <laughs> See, I would have guessed two also. Well, you are the winner. <laughs> so the yeah, year they I won 111 it. was the only time they won 100 games. 2011, they won 102
1: games. 102, yeah. That's it. Good God. Okay. Uh, speaking of baseball, I got to ask you real quick. I know you're a big fan of the Players Weekend, where they have <laughs> where they have the silly names on the back, and all the teams are wearing white or black uniforms. Yeah. Explain
0: why you love that so much, Bill. Well, first of all, I, I don't like the whole nickname thing because I'm an old dinosaur. But then I saw the uniforms, and then made that makes the nicknames not even look quite so bad. Their uniforms are hideous. And if he
1: had a uniform and had to wear a nickname, it would say old dinosaur.
0: Old school, probably. It yeah. would probably say old school, but it would look better than some of the other nonsense that's <laughs> on there. Fred? I'm 34 years old. I'll be 35. 30 years old. So
3: I could I can't stand it either. We're really trying to attract here? I don't, I don't get it. My, my brother, he's about 20, my youngest brother, is about 24, 25. I don't even think he pays attention to baseball. It's so boring and his friends. I don't this – is, this isn't what you're paying to watch baseball, change the color of your uniforms, put nicknames. I, they all had a different bat on the weekend. I'm just so against it. Just just play the game,
0: get rid of the analytics, and then
3: you'll get players to start coming – or fans to start coming
0: back. Yeah, I'm guessing, you know, this whole thing is maybe it's supposed to make it fun for the players. Is it? Give them it's the like, weekend off. It's their job. I don't make it fun for the players. I, I was wondering what my company was going to do to make my job fun for a weekend. But I stole have the He <laughs> said, said give them all the weekend. <laughs>
1: oh, my goodness. And then we still have, what, two lines left on the Razz. we got to get rid of those two lines. And
3: the Phillies just blow 2-0 lead. It's now 3-2. Yeah.
1: Well. And
0: by the way, Reese Hoskins hit a home run. He must have heard me talking wow. about his pedestrian season. In yes, well,
1: at least they didn't blow a seven-round lead. All right, we need two more people to uh, contribute $10 to the Brian Jock Dawkins jersey raffle because we want to give away the Dawkins jersey before we leave today.
0: So and if not, we'll have, if we have one line left, we'll have to go to Fred. Yeah, Al yeah. Safiri. Yeah. If, if they don't
3: come through, I, I got you on the, the last line. Right.
1: Uh, hell, I'll even dig deep into my pocket and throw in a 10 if I have to.
0: Well, Chris might have yeah, something going man, on yeah. over there.
1: I know, right, uh, yeah.
0: Chris, how are we doing?
1: One line. One line left at the Brian Dawkins jersey. See Chris in the Mike Trout shirt
0: if you are interested. Let's go ahead and talk for a minute while we're waiting on this. To uh, Let's talk about the Sixers and this whole Ben Simmons thing. And uh, what, what do you think? you think it's a little hype uh, or, or what, Fred? Right? I, I go to a lot of games, I like
3: got season tickets, and I see him make these shots in the well all the time. What I was encouraged by is that he actually made it in a 5-on-5 scrimmage to the school, kind of pulling off. But let's not get, like, confused that he probably missed, you know, 60% of those, and they only put on video the, the ones he made. So, <laughs> you know, but what we need to be happy about is that he's working on it, and he's attempting those, and he's trying to get to the next level. He's an all-star every year for the rest of his career at home court without the jump shot. If he has the jump shot and the free throws, you're looking at an NBA, NBA MVP candidate every single year. So uh, without it, we should be happy with him regardless. I don't know why he gets criticized so much, but if he, that video was very embarrassing. Right? Maybe a little even faster than, than I thought. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy to see it. I'm a
1: little skeptical because he's not going against, you know, NBA competition much of the time. Um, It's not the same as going up against LeBron James and those guys, but it is nice to see him at least working on the game, you know, hitting a lot of them. We've even seen him miss some. That's good. It's not like an edited video video where it's all makes. So uh, I have faith that he is going to at least attempt some jump shots
0: come season uh, in one October when they started up. Well, I was going to ask you guys: Are you, you know, are you really excited about this basketball season? I mean, it's early, obviously. I am. It's, it's August. Are you really thinking this is a real chance to make a run? That they got a chance to win this thing? The whole basketball, and all these stacked teams, as you know, frustrates the heck out of me. Um, Dinosaur makes me not a real NBA fan, to be honest with you. What do you think? Did they got a chance to win this? It's it's closer than it than it has
3: been, Bill. The way it's pretty much more because they're. Emphasis on this roster is defense, not offense, it's defense. And when you see you bring in Al Horford that you know basically shut down Giannis for a couple games, you're building a team that in the playoffs you need to play half court ball and win on defense. You can you can win 50, 60 wins. You watch the Rockets do it every year. But when it comes down to the playoffs, they can't play defense and they, and they get beat. So this team I think there's a strong shot. I'd be disappointed if they don't make Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and then the only problem is that, that you got the new roster again. So you're going to have to give time to gel again. But this should be the last time. And then I think they'll come on even, tr- they'll be above 500, don't get me wrong, but it may just be a little sloppy. But then they'll, they'll, they'll come on the second year of the year, and, and I think they definitely be I, I am so. Yep, me as well. You know we're gonna
1: wrap up soon, but we got a couple things to give away. We have uh, a Brian Dawkins jersey to go out to someone. We are now full on the Raz. Why don't we do the Phillies tickets first? So who wants to go to a Phillies game tomorrow night? All right, your tickets are in here, all you Bud Light drinkers. So uh, hopefully you've been buying Bud Light and you've got tickets and put them in here. And who's pulling the ticket? Are you, Bill? I'll oh, pull it since it's, it's right here next to me. I don't know my glasses on, so you're going to have to look at the number,
0: not me. Uh The number is two five five three two five five. Last four digits are 3255. And I think we have a winner. There you go. She'll be right back with the tickets. you need that? Yeah, we probably... I don't know if she look trustworthy. I don't know. she looked trustworthy <laughs> to me. Very good.
1: She's a redhead, so you never know. Never really <laughs> Billy's
0: Pirates. There you go. It's a it's a good day at the Irish Rover when you win free tickets. You bet. Guaranteed to blow lead. Yeah. <laughs> is it time for the docking it, it is. We need to get Chris when she gets a minute to come okay. over and she can hit yes. the. Yes, and I have a parting
1: shot. Fred has a parting shot. I don't know if you
0: have. A I have shot. a thank
1: you shot. Oh, thank you, Chad. Good. I, I did the thank you last time. You're going to do the thank you this time. So as soon as we get Chris over here, we'll take care of that. Does she know we're looking for her? I don't know. <laughs> Chris Gaskill report to the table. Chris Gaskill, please.
0: <laughs> Christina to some. I, I'll tell you what, I will go ahead and uh, and, thank, and thank everyone for coming out. Uh, great great to do that, and uh, we're happy that the Irish Rover had us. And Chris stopped by, and Chris... She's coming back and, and Jenny's gonna take a picture of Chris and us, you
1: know, hanging out here as soon as Chris gets back over here. All right. While we wait for Chris,
2: I need some Chris Gaskill Irish Rover music. Call her the Irish Rover.
0: Hey. 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 So here's how we do this. Okay, Chris, you did this for us the last time, right? so what we do we have the list of 21 numbers you picked your lines okay so we use an an app that you can't see on here but i'm going to show you and it is listed as a minimum one maximum 21. chris is going to push the generate number or button and within about two seconds a number comes up whatever number that is if it's number 10 whoever has number 10 is the winner Okay, that's how it is. Whoever gets it wins the Brian Dawkins jersey. It's that simple. I love that, it. That is what the Razz is all about. So Chris, just hit generate. Here we go, everybody. Who's gonna win that Dawkins jersey? Number eighteen. Number eighteen is Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Mick. What? Jagger of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's my lucky nope, That's my daughter's birthday. I would have picked that. <laughs> but we didn't even know the stones were
3: here. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: This guy wanted to win it last time and he didn't. Corey won it. Now he's got up? it this time.
3: All right. damn bunk, Corey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mick Jagger's a regular here, by the way, at the Irish Rover.
0: Hey, hey, keep that quiet. <laughs> there you there you go, go, Thank you, my friend. You bet. And Thank you very much. He's we're, a street fighting man. We'll be over to get a picture with you. Yeah, <laughs> a few minutes.
1: We'll be here all day. <laughs>
0: Congratulations <laughs> to the Stones and to Mick Jagger for oh, winning our oh, race. Right. So, with that, Mr. Chesko, do you have a parting shot? Uh, let's let Fred go first. All Fred, all right. You got a parting
1: shot. Go ahead. Uh, we'll going
0: to be
3: the Ben but we kind of address that. Let's let's start with the Carson Wentz, You know you kinda aren't confident of them, you're gonna label them injury-prones and then you get back up quarterback We haven't had a quarterback start all 16 games since 2004, 2005, so this is not like a Carson Wentz game. This is a starting quarterback in the NFL game. Unless you're Tom Brady, he's pretty much the one that comes to mind. They pretty much all get injured and, and miss a game or two. Sometimes Ben Roethlisberger does it every year. If the O-line doesn't protect, Nick Foles does it every year. So let's get away from the Carson Wentz is injured. We're so worried about the backup quarterback. What Nick Foles did was amazing. And it was lightning in a bottle, and he's a great quarterback. He has records for days. We he, he, he love him forever. But you're not going to find Josh McCown or pay a backup quarterback $20 million every single season in case your starter goes down and think you're going to win a Super Bowl. It's not gonna happen. It, we it happened for us. And before, When's the last time it happened a Foles? Jeff Hostetler? Is that is that the last one, guys? And when's that mid 90s, early 90s? So you know, why don't we just get behind Carson? You know, it's kind of like, a, like your ex-girlfriend. Like Foles left, but everyone keeps talking about their ex right in front of their like um, their wife. Like we're married to Carson.
0: Stop talking about your ex in front of your wife. It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Never quite thought of it like that, Fred.
1: That's It It is. You know, we were talking about Andrew Luck earlier. Andrew Luck was taken with the first overall pick in the 2012 draft. A couple of guys were taken in the third round that year. One of them was Russell Wilson, who won a Super Bowl. The other guy taken in the third round of 2012, a guy that I think we're all familiar with, Nick Foles. So those two guys won a Super Bowl. Andrew Luck did not. That's not my parting shot, though. My parting shot is. It's a good point, (laughs) though. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, How many in the audience are familiar with the bagel boss or the angry bagel guy? Anybody know the angry bagel guy? Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah, I didn't know it until a couple days ago. Yeah, he's the little four foot eleven dude who freaked out in a bagel shop up on Long Island and became a viral sensation. And I know most of you here, of course, are familiar with Lenny Dykstra the former Phillies outfielder. Well, he's had his own brushes with infamy over the last 15 years or so. Well, these two brain surgeons are gonna fight for real in a celebrity boxing match down in Atlantic City on September 28th. Both guys were at Tony Luke's in South Philly the other day to announce the fight. And as you might expect, it turned into quite the circus. were saying, if you die, it ain't my fault. And I'm going to effing punish you. And that, of course, also sucker punched the guy at one point. I really hope that no one shows up for this silly freak show on September 28th in Atlantic City. Although, keep in mind, this is coming from a guy who went to about a dozen wing bowls over the years. So I do know a little bit about freak
3: shows. <laughs> you better watch. Lenny's in that dumpster over there across the street.
0: <laughs> I would not be surprised. Uh, and my parting shot is just to thank everybody again for coming out. Thanks to the Irish Rover Station House for having us. This is always a lot of fun for us. It's only the third live remote we've done, and it's great to see the people. It's great to have everybody come, and uh, it's great to see smiling faces that walk away with free Phillies tickets, Brian Dawkins jerseys, and all the other giveaways. Yeah, the gang here at the
1: Irish Rover is awesome. They've been our primary sponsor now for two and a half years, and it's a great relationship that we hope will continue for a long while. Tracy and Chris and company are just fantastic to deal with, and we do appreciate that. And by the way, I just saw that September 17th is their halfway to St. patty's Day bash. So Woo! you'll almost certainly see my smiling face here again on the 17th, Tuesday, the 17th in September. And I should mention that our next regular show is Wednesday, September 4th. Not here, but it's you know through Facebook and Twitter and the, the podcast universe. Uh September 4th, a Wednesday. It will be the second, I guess, of our Eagles season preview shows. And we have a couple of amazing guests for that one. The longtime radio voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. And an NFL Hall of Famer that re- writes for the, uh, well, he used to write for the newspaper. Now he's on TV and radio. The great Ray Dittinger joining us for a 12th time, believe it or not. We've had Merrill on five times. That is a lot of football knowledge with these two guys. So tune in, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, follow us, and uh, you'll be glad you did.
0: And before we check out, I want to also say, Chet, Happy anniversary to us, as this is our 250th show today, and uh, that's kind of pretty cool. Yeah, this is show number 250,
1: so we're glad to be able to do it with all of you guys here in the audience. But thank you all for coming out. Hope you had a good time, especially the people who won stuff. I'm sure you did, and we do appreciate you showing up. I All just right. want to
3: say, real quick, congratulations to you guys. It's awesome you guys had me on as like a fan guest type deal. I've ended up being on different stuff. And if it wasn't for you two guys, I, I wouldn't even do this. So thank you very much.
1: And now Fred's got a podcast of his own with a
3: couple other guys. You can find Fred
1: on Facebook, Fred Hugo. And what's the show called? Edge of Philly Sports. Edge of Philly Sports. So check that out on Facebook. They go live every Thursday night at 930. And Fred is also our fantasy football guy. So if you're into fantasy football, He's going to be on with us every single week on Wednesday evening, telling you who to play, who to sit, and uh, hopefully help you win a little bit of prize money or whatever your fantasy football league does
0: for you. And yeah, Fred, get by our band news. news. And and, <laughs> and uh, give a shout out to your website, also, Fred. FredandButter.com as well as EdgeAppilly.com. I have uh, some articles on there as well. I'll be doing art- one article
3: a week during the season
0: for the Eagles and the Sixers. All right. What do you think? Wrapping up? Wrap it up. Let's thank today's guest, Brandon Lee Galton, Our sponsor, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC 118, Razroom and Dable Boy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, and most importantly, today the Irish Rover Station House for allowing us to be here and for their continued support of the show. As Chad said, we won't be on this Wednesday, but we will be back Wednesday, September 4th at 7 p.m. You can listen through our website, PhillyPressBoxRadio.com. On blogtalkradio.com slash Philly Press Radio, or you can listen to our podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, and Spotify. I hope Philadelphia sports fans. Everybody. Everybody
3: And above and, and,
0: and
3: watch fly. Our fly, on the road
0: to victory.
3: go!